Hello and welcome to Not If I Review You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and before any more technical difficulties get our ass, let's introduce our guest. Hi! Hello! Um, I'm, I'm Amy, uh, she, they, uh, and today we're here to talk about Fire Emblem! <laughs> I had no idea that was your name. I've been calling you Garm for like a week. That is also completely acceptable. That one's also good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Amy, you're our first guest for year five. Year five, guest one, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, okay, okay, so, <laughs> Tanner, you messaged me. Oh, yeah, I messaged you Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you messaged Two me days ago. Tuesday uh, and said, are you good for, are you good for this time Thursday? And I went, yeah. And on that day, I went, I don't have. And I, I proposed a potential Fire Emblem reboot, but I don't have any ideas. <laughs> I'm happy to tell you that I have concocted the ultimate Fire Emblem experience. Oh hell yeah! And for a lot of the a lot of the Fire Emblem heads in the audience, you may be thinking, "Oh, she's gonna make the genealogy of the Holy War remake we've always wanted." No. It's much worse than that. <laughs> oh boy. So so real quick, I I don't know anything about Fire Emblem, but I know the basics about Fire Emblem. I know nothing. I know that Marth exists and that you can play him in Smash Bros. Okay, Marth Marth is a part of this. <laughs> and I know that Edelgard is the Vriska of Fire Emblem. She literally is. We're still, people are still fighting about Aelgard and that game is not even the most recent Fire Emblem anymore and they're still going. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> oh yeah, and I also know that one of, I know that one of the new Smosh Boys is the voice of one of the leads in a Fire Emblem. <laughs> by the way, um, by the way, I just want you to know that because you have invoked the name of Aelgard, uh, you might get a death threat about this one. Uh, sorry about that. Hell yes! We are still- listen, we might be five years in, but we're still at the point where any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Please make a call-up post about us. We could use the free ad space. <laughs> okay. Okay, so one of the most popular Fire Emblem games amongst, like, just general gamers was Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS. Uh, and it might shock you to know that Awakening is ten years old now. Ten years old. Oh my god, I'm so old. I'm 22. I played that game when I was 12. Oh my god. Oh cool, we're 30! <laughs> <laughs> Just slowly turning to dust. Sorry, Fire Emblem Awakening is reminding me of the passage of time. We got to be there when Smash Melee came out and everyone was saying, who's Marth? <laughs> Luckily, I, I played Brawl and I went, who's Marth? And then I found out and I was like, he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS uh, was sort of a swan song for Fire Emblem, except that it kind of just exploded in popularity. Fascinating. Uh, and it kind of, it, it kind of just became this game that, like, everybody loved for their own reason. Um, looking back on it, 
in the Fire Emblem community. It's not regarded all that well, but it's still like a pretty solidly put together game. And if you, if you're like a casual Fire Emblem player, you're gonna, you're still gonna enjoy that game. However, mm-hmm. I think we can improve. Okay. So. Okay, I have the points ordered in a certain order on this sheet, but I'm actually just, I'm gonna go out of order real quick to first inform you that, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, originally, because again, it was gonna be the last Epi game, and then it just sold really, really well, uh, had some crazy ideas that they scrapped in the writer's room. Okay. Initially, this was going to be a Fire Emblem game that took place on Mars. Uh, and just, just so you know, the- Hang on! <laughs> Hang on! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, the usual setting for a Fire Emblem game is like a vaguely European-inspired series of kingdoms that have their own, like, political intrigue going on, uh, and they're usually at war with one another, and they're usually being, like, puppeteered by some sort of ancient dragon deity. This one would have been on Mars. <laughs> so, Doom Emblem. Yeah, yeah, Doom Emblem. And here's what we're doing. We're bringing back the idea of Awakening on Mars. We are doing a Fire Emblem Awakening reboot that takes place on the planet Mars. (laughs) Hell yes. Rip and tear. Rip and tear. Okay, so, uh, first things first, let me get another service level change out of the way for you. Okay. Uh, you guys know Lucina from the Super Smash Brothers series? (laughs) Yes. Okay, well... She's like, Lindsay, I know, I'm gonna say, Lindsay, you are not familiar with the Smash Bros. that much. I, Am I, I know the name. She's the one who kind of looks like Princess Peach, but in blue? That's Rosalina from okay. Mario. Okay. <laughs> Rosalina is what if Marth was a girl? Rosalina's Marth's identical granddaughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rosa, Rosalina, if if Martha's is Peggy, then Rosa no, Ro, not Rosalina. What's her name? Lucina. If Martha's is Peggy, Lucina. then Lucina is Sharon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, and uh, actually, actually, it is a, it is a key plot element. Uh, by the way, spoilers for Awakening. That game. Okay. Usually, I'm like, oh, I don't care that the game's ten years old. Ten years old. But Awakening was a massively popular game on the 3DS. <laughs> there's there's Fire Emblem games that are, like, ancient that I'm like, you should not be spoiling these for people as readily as you are. Uh, Awakening is not one of them because it was, like, incredibly widely available. It's not like Ike's games where, like, they did not sell well and used copies go for literally $200. Oh. Yeah, uh... If, if, I, if I wanted to get on my soapbox, I'd be like, here's, here's, the, here's the Tellius reboot. Um, we're just releasing Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, and no changes. <laughs> but, uh, I want to talk about Lucina for a minute. Um, it is actually, it is actually highly relevant that she looks like Marth. Um, for things we'll get into later. Uh, but, first important change, first important change after the fact that we put this game on Mars, is that Lucina is now going to be, is now going to get a, uh, a redesign. I cannot copy this image from the Google Doc, so give me one second. Okay. I have to find the original source for this image so that I can show you. <laughs> so, <laughs> first key change after we put Awakening on Mars is that Lucina will now be named Lucina, and she will be a scene kid. <laughs> 
and she'll look like this. Now, if you would like to describe what you are what you are witnessing for everybody else at home, I'll let you do that. Hot topic disaster. Love this, love this. Okay, so, um, woman, <laughs> there is a woman. She has got. <laughs> Black thigh highs with, um, most of the thigh part of the thigh high is just a a white cuff of the boot, because when you're bisexual (laughs) but your boots are too high for your jeans to show, you have to cuff the boots themselves. She has a, um, black and teal checkered top on, but that's underneath, like, a pink tabard with skull designs, and also a black scarf, and also a black... Uh, like, a halter top that turns into a cape on the back. The cape has a skull on and crossbones on the back. Um, she's holding <laughs> a big silver and pink common Rider ass sword, and she has a pink headband. She, yes, yeah, she does have heterochromia, people. Um, and so basically, I think this is Roxas' girlfriend. <laughs> Would it distress you to know... That the actual pieces of the garment are unchanged. All that changed was the texture. Oh, dear lord. (laughs) Would it distress you to know that this is how she dresses normally, except in different colors and patterns? But that's the thing, is like, when you change the texture, you change everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's still wearing thigh highs, except most of the thigh is the cuff of the boot, because she can't cover jeans. <laughs> oh, good gravy. So, uh yes, she's Lucina now and she's a and she's a, a scene kid with scene color scheme. Uh this does not stop the the plot point that introduces Lucina into the story. Um so in Fire Emblem Awakening, you play as a tactician named Robin who wakes up in a field with amnesia. Uh, the end is, it is essentially rescued by Krom, who is the, the prince of the nation you're in. Now, again, spoilers for Awakening, we've been over this, yada yada yada. Lucina is Krom's daughter from the future. And she cannot let Krom know that he is her father or that there is any sort of like family resemblance going on. So she disguises herself by by um basically like pinning her hair up and wearing a mask and going by Marth, the the same name as the legendary hero king that Krom is descended from. Okay, now now I need to know that at this point, me and Lindsay are holding hands across the Discord call and we're <laughs> both mentally thinking, oh, Rachel Rachel Summers, Rachel yes. Summers. <laughs> <laughs> Who says the psychic? Who's Rachel Summers? Terminator? Isn't that the lady from Terminator? No. Rachel Summers is Cyclops. Oh, she's the, she's the daughter of Cyclops and Jean Grey's clone from the future. No, just Jean no, Grey. She's, the, she's, she's from an alternate timeline where Scott and Jean had a kid. She's from the Days of Future Past timeline, but went to the wrong timeline, the main 616 timeline, where Scott and Maddie Pryor, uh, Jean's clone, had Nate. Oh. I see, I it see. Was the 80s. Well, um, there's, there's gonna be a lot of kids from the future discussion, um, just in the way that Fire Emblem Awakening works. 
Uh, so I hope that makes you very happy. <laughs> yes, yes. Somebody... I'm, just, I'm trying to find a, a picture of her from the 80s instead of her weird anime phase. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody on this development team must have been a fan of the X-Men. Also, she's butch as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, I'm glad to hear that. Oh, good. Oh, that is a look. <laughs> she's pointy. She was. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. She's a Chris Claremont creation, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Claremont has a couple um, interesting things he likes to throw at his female characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So here's the thing. We may have made Lucina a scene kid, and we may have changed, like, her whole outfit to be cool new colors. She's still going to disguise herself as Marth, but she's going to be, like, scene Marth. She's going to be, like, emo Marth. God, yes. yes. I do not- Emo Marth on Mars. Um, Mars. The- Sorry, Tanner? Yeah, yeah, I, okay, actually, there's a- I, I should go back and explain this whole awakening on Mars thing. Uh, because- there's actually like reason for that. Um, so do you have you ever have you ever played Final Fantasy VII? Not me. No, but I'm familiar with it. Okay, so if if you if you think back to like early internet discussions about Final Fantasy VII, you'll see that there were people referring to one character as Eris, and that same character was referred to by other people as Aerith. Oh yeah. And that's because of, like, a, a, a Japanese pronunciation thing. We didn't really know what was up. The same thing happened with Marth. There's actually a Fire Emblem OVA that you can watch that has an English dub with um, just truly incredible voice acting. And in it, um, and in it, Gordon, the archer from Fire Emblem 1, uh, incredible voice actor once again, has some incredible lines such as, But Mars! <laughs> Well, excuse. Well, excuse me, Mars. It's literally excuse me, Princess Tear. Like, I, I love, I love, I love the Fire Emblem OVA. It's so, it's so doofy. There was like a second episode or whatever. I think, I think they got up to like chapter three of FE One, but I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's all they did. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's why that's why the whole awakening on Mars thing was even proposed was because they were like, haha, wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> Where was I? I was talking about yeah, I was talking about fake Mars on Mars. <laughs> I need to I need to move on to the rest of the like story changes I intend to make. Okay. And then we can wrap back around to some of the more unhinged things I have. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So first of all, I have a bullet point here that says make Marth cool. Okay. <laughs> and I put this down. I, I was, listen, I was, I was in, I was in talks with friends when we were brainstorming this, like literally yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, uh, make Marth cool. We'll figure out what that means later. And I think I figured out what it means. It has a dual meaning. First of all, it's emo Marth. It's emo fake Marth. Yes. <laughs> but also, Marth will be here. <laughs> Regular Marth will be in this game. <laughs> By the way, uh, I should let you know, I should let you know that, like, common Rider looking toy sword Lucina has, that's, like, the poster sword of Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, it's called Falchion, 
and it is reforged from Marth's legendary sword, the Falchion. Uh, the, the lore behind it is that, like, the sword itself is blessed by the gods, so it will never rot away, never decay, never break. But the hilt needs to be reforged every once in a while, because the hilt is made of, like, normal people stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it was once known as Falchion, but now it is Falchion? Yes, it was once known as Falchion, but now it is Falchion. Okay. Also, is... Sorry, I gotta ask one thing, because the other thing you said that Marth is cool. So, is the reason Marth is cool and also, also Marth is here today, was Marth frozen? Yes, we'll free... Yeah, Marth will be frozen. <laughs> genius work, genius work. That's why I wrote down, like, just a bunch of vague but insane bullet points <laughs> so that you could say things like that. I'm just a simple, unfrozen Fire Emblem protagonist. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So let's see here. So in Fire Emblem, there's something called a weapon triangle. We'll talk gameplay now. Okay. Uh, there's something called a weapon triangle, which is essentially, like, you know type effectiveness in Pokemon? It's that, but for weapons. Okay. Lances beat swords, but swords beat axes, but axes beat lances. Everything seem good so far? Yes. Sure. Okay. Well, if that wasn't complicated enough for you, we're going to bring back a feature from the game that came immediately after Awakening, Fire Emblem Fates, where they added one new weapon type, and two weapon types that were not on the triangle were added to the triangle. (laughs) Okay. So now, swords... And magic tomes beat axes and bows. Okay. Axes and bows beat lances and daggers. Okay. Okay, that seems fine, right? Okay, just just like, okay, whatever. I can make it <laughs> a little more interesting for you. Okay. So remember how I said this game takes place on Mars? Gun. It wouldn't be that interesting if I just take if I just took the regular Fire Emblem weapon suite and didn't add anything special because we were in space. Although Gun. I suppose if you live on Mars, then Mars isn't space for you. <laughs> Still not Earth. You're from space. Are you from space? No, I work from in space. I'm from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I work from space of Iowa. <laughs> oh god. Okay, okay. So the the weapon triangle I just described for you, by the way, that weapon triangle is like not that complicated in gameplay because they literally color coded it. It's fine. Oh good. Yeah. But that entire triangle is gonna interact with two new weapon types I'm adding for this game. There's mm-hmm. Wrenches and lasers. Lasers! <laughs> okay. So, the original weapon, the original weapon triangle, or like the, the Fire Emblem Fates weapon triangle, which we're putting in Awakening, don't ask me who's gonna use, uh, daggers. Probably just Gaius, and we're gonna have to cope on that. So the, the so the, so the weapon triangle I just described, all of that, Beats wrench. Okay. <laughs> Alright then. But wrench beats laser because they disassemble the laser. Gotcha. 
But laser beats the regular weapon triangle. Okay. Okay. I can dig that. I am I am thinking about how in in Star Wars it's a lore thing that like the best way to fight a Jedi is with a gun, like a normal gun, because if they try to deflect the bullet with the lightsaber, it just turns into hot metal and hits them in the face. Yeah. So <laughs> Okay. So now I get to explain now I get to explain um the laser weapon type. Uh, this one's going to be really simple. Laser is going to be a series of siege weapons, so they can hit from they can hit from very far across the map. Okay. okay. Um, I I think I think thanks to this, we might also remove siege tomes from the game entirely. Uh, those weren't at the player's disposal anyway. We can just replace those with siege lasers. Mm-hmm. Okay. But wrench. Wrench is a fun weapon type that uh, I actually did think out what we're doing with Wrench. So Wrench is a weapon that does damage to organic enemies because you can hit them with the Wrench. Yeah. And it does effective damage on enemy robots because you take them apart. Yeah. <laughs> but if you use a Wrench on an ally robot, it is a heal stave. You heal them. Because he can fix their problems. <laughs> also, there's robots now. Nice. Yes. That's a separate bullet point I put here. <laughs> that, is, that is an entirely separate bullet point I put here. I, I, I explained how wrench works and I said there are robots now. <laughs> BT dubs robots. <laughs> I, I do have, like, legitimate gameplay changes to make that are, like, important, uh, and I'm gonna save those so that all of the people who actually like Fire Emblem just have to keep listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeping them waiting in anticipation. Um, okay. So, in Awakening, there is a very unfortunate thousand-year-old dragon little girl. Oh, I've heard of this thousand-year-old yeah. little girl dragon. She's a robot now. Okay. Okay. Now, I should mention... She does also have a Gen 2 unit, a, a, a kid from the future. We're going to talk about this later. She's going to be a Terminator. Oh. Okay. All right. She's going to have, like, a flesh outside. <laughs> Mechanical inside. Nah is going to have a flesh outside and a robot inside. She's still going to take effective damage from Wrench. But she's got a chewy outside and a crunchy inside. Yes. Now, the Awakening is a story told in three acts. In the first act, Krom finds Robin. Robin is, like, determined to prove that they are not some crazy assassin because they have amnesia, but they remember Krom's name. Uh, using they, them for Robin because they are a, they are an avatar character with a selectable gender. Yeah. yeah. Although there is technically a better one simply because of skill access. Woo! Eh? Okay, okay, I should explain this. <laughs> In Fire Emblem, units have, or units are what we call any character that you can deploy and fight with on a map. Units have access to classes that give them skills. Okay, yeah. In Awakening, there are, I believe, two gender-locked classes. Oh. Pegasus Knight is is a class historically locked to women. I don't know why this happened, but it, it just kind of became a tradition, and then in games with reclassing, they just let that keep happening, I guess. Huh. Because you... 
use in in most in most fire move games you can't really change the unit's class they come as what they come as and it just so happened that like every pegasus knight forever had been women okay <laughs> so pegasus knight is locked to women and then berserker is locked to men and berserker is not good <laughs> <laughs> we do we do not care for berserkers in awakening in other games they're pretty cool in awakening not so much they're they don't really have much going for them damn this is pure this is pure misandry <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's literally misandry. Pegasus Knights have access to a promoted class called Dark Flyer. And Dark Flyers have a very powerful skill you can gain. Gale Force. The Fire Emblem heads in the audience are <coughs> nodding sagely. Gale Force, when you defeat an enemy, lets you move again and attack again. Oh, oh. dang. Yeah. Now, it only activates once per turn, but it's pretty strong. I'm going to, here's the, here's another thing about I know about Fire Emblem. Everything I know about Fire Emblem is from Awkward Zombie. <laughs> yeah? So, I, I, do you know Awkward Zombie? Yeah, yeah, no, I love Awkward Zombie. <laughs> so, there is one strip where it's like, uh, two units in, which one is this? Oh, this is Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> There's two units in Awakening who are flirting, and then the author jumps in and pushes a guy away, and she's like, Gaius, if you're serious about your commitment to this army, I need you to marry Tharja. And then pan over to Tharja, who's like this creepy lady with like dark forces behind her, and he's like, why? And then just this big face, so her daughter can get Gale Force. <laughs> Correct answer! <laughs> this is how you do things! It's just like breeding Pokemon. <laughs> Playing the uh, author's notes, playing this game would be an incomplete experience without the life-destroying eugenic strategy. I always felt bad for whomever married Tharja, but they can get hexed into old age knowing their happiness was sacrificed for the greater good. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, actually, actually, okay, if I can get on my soapbox for a minute and talk about Tharja. Also, really funny that she's a general in this, <laughs> in this comic. Who did this to her? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you reclass Tharja to general? What's what are you doing? Uh, she comes as a dark mage, by the way. So all of her all of her stats are like magic oriented. Um, also, being a dark mage gives her access to one of the most powerful tomes in the game that can basically be used to solo the game. Uh, Nosferatu, which, by the way, I'm removing. No more Nosferatu. Oh no! Are you replacing it with Doom? <laughs> yes. Just a copy uh, of what the does game that do? Doom. I don't hey, know. Can you play Doom in Fire Emblem? <laughs> also, also, that comic is part two, because here's part one of uh, Katie being a master strategist. Muriel, you're a pretty good mage. Why, thank you. I always do make it. You know what you'd be better as? A war cleric? What? Why are there so... Okay, okay, I, I say this with love. This reeks of casual Fire Emblem player, because they're like, staffers, good, use a staff, <laughs> heal. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never gamed like this. Looks at my copy of FF3 where everyone was a red mage. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, in, in most cases, you, like, you usually have, like, one or two really good staff users to use some of the higher power, uh, like, utility staffs. Such as Warp! Which is not in this game, but is insane. Warp makes a lot of sense for this game, though, because of course they're teleporting on Mars. <laughs> 
I, listen, listen, Awakening is already easy enough to one turn half of the late game. We don't <laughs> need to give them access to warp. <laughs> Why is our dragon riding a different dragon? A master tactician. <laughs> Why is one of Tiki's reclass options Wyvern Rider, by the way? Because Everyone at home, please explain that one to me. Because she's not a dragon, she's also a little girl. Tiki was a little girl, like, 3,000 years ago. Now she's normal. Noe is the one that we are like, oh, God. Okay, yeah, I found her comic. Why is she wearing garter belts? Yeah! No, Noe's the worst one in history, because, like, the rest of the time, they're at least, like, normal about it. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but... But, yeah, no, no, Awakening doesn't need warp. It's fine. <laughs> Um, they already have rescue. They already have, they already have, uh, uh, they already have access to falcon knights who are flying staffers who can use rescue. So they just go over there and then they go, you come to me instead of you go away. Now, are they still Pegasus? Are they still the people, the ladies, the Pegasus ladies? Are they still Pegasus riding or do they have jetpacks? <laughs> I think we could do Pegasus riding as if it were like worm riding from Doom. I think, I think it would be really funny. If, except for the addition of wrenches, lasers, and robots, this was Fire Emblem Awakening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just pseudo-medieval science fantasy on Mars. It's kind of like Dragon Riders of Pern. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Okay, here's a question. Is robot a class? Can you class into robot? <laughs> um, robot is a class, but I will not let people class into robot. Maybe I'll let people class into robot. <laughs> just because... Cyborg. There. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think because we're making Na a Terminator, she'll come with like a custom personal class that nobody else gets. <laughs> <laughs> there, so in Awakening is not a game where characters have personal skills, but Na will effectively have personal skills. So let's see here. What else, what else do I have? What else do I have? So, Awakening is a story divided up into three arcs. I think it was going over this earlier. Uh, the first arc where you're just, you're basically just winning Krom's trust and also helping him win a war against the neighboring nation of, uh, oh god. Oh god. The, the Awakening fans are gonna get me because I forgot what the second country is called. Plegia! Plegia, that's what they're called. Uh, winning a, winning a war against the neighboring nation of Plegia. Uh, led by the Mad King Gangrel, who is a funny guy. Uh, you're gonna look at him, you're gonna look at his official render, and you're gonna go, that's a jaunty little guy. His official render is actually incredible. What's his name? Because he's like, Gangrel. Oh. oh, this is a whole this ass is guy. Him. <laughs> wow. This is a normal little freak. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's a freak and a weirdo, and he's like, half of his voice lines are like doing an evil laugh. <laughs> and um at <laughs> at the point where at the point right before you actually get to confront him he's like you will give me the fire emblem i i don't know if you knew this the fire emblem is an item that exists okay um you will give me the fire emblem or i will execute your older sister the queen in in one of in one of the most emotionally moving moments of the game um she actually jumps so that Krom does not have to make the choice it's kind of insane Huh. Oh dang. It's like it's like literally the the moment in Awakening that I'm like, okay, this holds up. Cause here's the thing. As I talk, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Awakening a lot of crap, but there are a lot of moments in the game that just they still get to me. I mean, yeah, it's the the best things to 
The things that are most fun to make fun of are the things you care about the most. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I feel bad for Awakening because I can't, because I've, I've sort of opened, like, I've sort of opened a, a bunch of forbidden knowledge that make that game less fun to actually play. <laughs> because I know how to, I know how to just Nosferatu tank an entire map. And once you can do that, it's like, okay, what is, what is the point? <laughs> I, I know I know how to break this and that, and so I can't actually play Awakening again. <laughs> but I can think about Awakening a lot. Um, but ba- but yeah, so the first the first arc of the game is essentially unchanged, except like it's on Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in that arc, Lucina makes her debut as quote unquote Marth and rescues her dad from assassins and death multiple times, uh, and then uh, is unmasked by one of the assassins, but. She hasn't been born yet, and she's also, like, 20-something, so she's not recognized. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's some girl. Yeah, no, literally, literally he goes, literally Krom sees the mask come off and, like, the hair come down and goes, You're a woman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that arc is pretty much unchanged, except when we get to, like, the tail end of it. There's there's a short time skip in which we are fighting like the vestiges of of the Plegian army, I believe. If I recall correctly, I listen. I played Awakening not too long ago, but I kind of forget what everything between the between Gangrel's defeat and the part of the game that I am going to literally remove. I kind of forget everything that happens. In okay. There. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So the second act of the game. I'm gonna remove most of the second act of the game and replace it with something else. Cause we're, we're essentially on our way across the sea, uh, to, to the country of, or the continent of Balm, which is, uh, eagle-eyed, eagle-eyed players may notice. It is the country that Fire Emblem 2 takes place in. And they reuse a bunch of maps from that game. Uh, you know, the game that was notoriously maligned for its terrible, terrible map design. <laughs> That's fun. They make you do all your favorite maps from Gaiden, such as that one with all the walls and the archers on the other sides of the walls. Oh, I should I should mention this because this isn't that intuitive if you haven't played Fire Emblem. Um, enemies with range can attack through walls. <laughs> huh. If the wall is one tile thick and you have two range, you're good. Okay. Okay. And that, that makes more sense for mages, but you should know that archers can also do that. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, anyway, we're cutting everything right from when you actually leave to go to Valm. We're going to get them to do something else. Because at the end of your time on the main continent, Lucina reveals herself. Because she pretty much has to, because she she saves Krom's life again and accidentally drops the F word. That's right. She calls her father before she pushes him out of the way. And of course this prompts him to go, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Who are you? There's this really emotional scene where Lucina is like, look, if you look into my eyes, you'll understand what's happening. Because in her eye is... The family crest, the mark of the exalts, which almost every member of her family has. Um, her aunt didn't get it, unfortunately, but everybody else got it. 
We have special eyes. While, while I'm saying, like, things that are good about Awakening, that's another scene that gets to me, because, like, she's all teary-eyed, and when, the moment that Krom realizes that this is the same, this is his daughter, the same daughter, the same two-year-old daughter that is currently back at home right now, that he is fighting to protect, he says an absolutely beautiful line, um, he looks, he looks at her, and then he looks at the, at her sword, which is his sword, and he says, I should have left you more than one sword and a world of troubles. Aww. And I'm literally crying talking about it now. Oh my god. <laughs> that, I feel like, I feel like that moment is the one that solidifies awakening as something that I can never truly hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me compose myself for a second before uh, I get back to funny haha comedy, okay? <laughs> okay, so another another important change that we're taking. Um, so th- so the 3DS was when Nintendo made its first uh, little foray into DLC, right? Yeah. All of the 3DS Fire Emblem games have a few extra DLC maps and one DLC story campaign and Awakenings is so cool, is so important, that I feel like it should replace part of the main game. Nobody likes the Valm arc because it actually has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) We go to another country to solve someone else's problems that aren't ours, and they don't reconnect to our problems in any way. (laughs) Instead, we're going to be putting in a small little flash forward. Now, remember how I mentioned that Lucina came from the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fast forward anywhere from, like, 15 to 20 years. I don't... Listen, it's never actually stated how old any of these characters are, but, like, Krom is a young adult, and Lucina is a, it looks to be about his age, so I've been calling it 20 years for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The entire main cast that we have been playing with for the past, uh, what, 13 chapters? Mm-hmm. They're all dead! And you know why? It's because the fell dragon Grima has resurrected. Okay. The ancient deity of destruction, the one who opposed the goddess of light, Naga. Grima has returned and has killed pretty much everybody. Everything is in shambles. And all that's left to stand against Grima is Lucina and her ragtag band of childhood friends. That ragtag band happened to be the children of other units in your army. This was a this was a key factor in Awakening's popularity. Was that an important piece of the gameplay was shipping the characters? <laughs> Just catnip right there. We have talked about this earlier. Uh, this isn't even a first for the Fire Emblem series, but it is the first time that it was done in this way. And it was extremely popular and led to an incredibly terrible writing decision in the next game that I will rip on a little bit later on. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Is, is, the next, is the next one the one with the, um, is the next one Echoes? Is that the one I'm thinking of? No, the next one is Fates. Okay. But also, I doubt you've heard anything about Echoes, really, actually, because Echoes is a remake of FE2. Okay. I don't. Maybe it was... Fates is is the one that got a bunch of things changed in local... Yeah! 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 Yeah, that's the one. Actually, you know what? I'll go ahead and tell you what they did now. (laughs) 
Alright. So, so the gimmick of Fates was that you had to choose between, like, the family that raised you and the family that birthed you, right? Mm-hmm. What if I told you neither of those families birthed you? What? <laughs> you see, you see, in the, like, marriage supports for the, for the family in, in birthright, they're like, actually, our mother wrote us a letter. <laughs> oh my god. Using her prognostication abilities. <laughs> and she said to open it in case, in case I knew who I loved. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it said we're not related. <laughs> what a- It's awful. It's a get out of incest free card. It li- literally, we've been calling it that for years. Oh my gosh. God. <laughs> But here's the thing, here's the thing about, about, uh, Fates when it came to, like, what I was saying about child units. So Awakening has the time travel subplot, so it makes sense, okay? Okay. Yeah. And the other time this was done was in Fire Emblem 4, Genealogy of the Holy War, where there is literally a huge time skip. Okay. Fates has neither of these advantages. (laughs) You want to know what Fates did? What did they do? What did they do? Okay. So... In in Fates, you have access to a castle in the astral plane uh, because they wanted to bring back base mechanics, but they couldn't figure out how to write it into the story. So they're like, okay, you have a pocket dimension. Okay. That's, that's fine. That's silly, but I'll accept it. What's stupid is that there are more pocket dimensions called deep realms. And whenever, whenever you pair up two units and they get married... They put their baby in the deep realm, which has faster time flow. What? So, so yeah, what Fates did was they were like, what if every unit in this game was a terrible parent who put their kid into a pocket dimension for, what if they put their kid in the hyperbolic time chamber for 15 of that kid's years and only visited them like once every two years? Oh, dear Lord. Come on, man. It's terrible. Now, granted, what I'm proposing for Awakening doesn't have any of these problems. Some of you at home may be wondering, oh, but if there's a chapter cut off before the kids show up, then how, then what do I do with the, um, with the, uh, with the pairings that aren't done by them? It's really simple. Genealogy of the Holy War implemented a system of replacement units where there was just, some units just wouldn't be born, but there would be a different guy to take their place in the army gameplay wise. Okay. Okay. Rather than do that, I'm going to take a similar approach of incentivizing the player to actually do pairings, but let all of these characters still exist. Awakening actually also has something like this, where um, because Lucina has to be born at a certain part in the story, there's a certain time by which Krom has to be married. <laughs> uh, so the way that works is Krom has a couple of marriage options, and if he has not married any of them, at the end of chapter like 10, he marries whoever he has the most support points with. And if you somehow manage to get zero with everyone, which is hard to do because you're usually girl Robin and you get support points for happening to be next to somebody and actually pair up attacks are really, really strong in this game. So it's probably just going to happen. If you manage to marry none of them, Krom marries some lady from the village that doesn't have a name. It's not important, so she never gets named. He marries Sam's blurry wife from the Supernatural finale. (laughs) Yes, you literally... What I'm saying is that if you don't do your pairings, by the time this time skip happens, then everybody else just gets the Sam's blurry wife treatment. 
And I think that's fine. Because it incentivizes you to do pairings because you get to pass down skills and stats. And if you don't do that, then you only pass down half the skills and half the stats. Okay. Okay. And I think that's a, I think that would be perfectly fine. I think that would work out because it also lets all of these characters be involved in the story. And we don't have to do a bunch of extra paralogs to recruit them. Uh, cause some of them are very bad. Okay. <laughs> this is my secret mission to trim the fat of some of the most, wor- uh, of some of the most terrible maps from Awakening. They're gone. Fair <laughs> enough. That's right. You don't have to play that one map from Gaiden with all the archers and the walls. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I will just, I'm gonna give you like a 10 minute warning cause we try and keep these about an hour. Oh crap. I've, I've saved, I've saved the most insane parts for last. <laughs> Alright, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's power through then. <laughs> Okay, here we go, here we go. Are you familiar with FMV video games? Yes. Yes. This is an FMV video game. Hell yes. Every every crit animation, every dodge animation, every attack animation, filmed by real actors. One of those real actors will be Chris Pratt. Now hang on. Who is Chris Pratt playing in Awakening, you may ask? Grima? No. What's his name? Gangrel? Oh, God. Chris Pratt as Gangrel would be funny, too. Um, I was going to say that he's going to play a second fake Marth that we're adding to the story. <laughs> this is because he will sue Lucina for identity theft. <laughs> <laughs> and then real Marth will unthaw. Like Captain fucking America. And arrive at the trial. And go to Chris Pratt Marth. Go to Chris Pratt Marth and say, Actually... You are doing the identity theft here because he's going to look at Lucina and he's going to go, there were extenuating circumstances. I understand my great, 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 great granddaughter. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I should mention that the, the time skip storyline is basically we're just taking the, the DLC about the kids from Awakening where it shows how they first went back in time and putting that into the main game. It's going to be a really short and snappy campaign uh, instead of a full on... Gen 2 until the end of the game, like Genealogy of the Holy War. Instead, okay. it's going to merge back into the original Awakening storyline, where we go to stop Grima's resurrection, um, and it turns out that Grima is actually uh, within Robin. Robin was created to be a vessel for Grima? Oh, no. uh, and of course, it leaves you with a very important choice at the end of the game. Uh, do you use the falchion to banish Grima and therefore Robin forever, or do you allow Robin to take the final blow against their shadow self? And only seal Grima for a matter of time, only to have to take care of it again later. Um, and now I will blitz through the actual, the actual normal person gameplay changes real fast for everybody else. <laughs> um, break from, break from engage returns. Instead of using the weapon triangle to add hit and avoid to attacks, uh, we're gonna make it so that if you are hit by a weapon triangle disadvantage, you cannot counterattack for one turn. That was a really good simple system that I'm glad they implemented. Uh, we're also getting rid of the ability to grind in Awakening, simply because I think that Fire Emblem is more interesting when it is a resource game. Okay. Now those of you that played Awakening may be asking, but the kids were really bad without grinding. What do we do about that? They're gonna get, they're gonna take a, a page out of Fates' book and get Offspring Seals, like the Master Seal that lets you promote normally. An Offspring Seal promotes a child unit and gives them auto levels. Okay. So we're just going to use those to cast them up with the rest of the cast. It's fine. Um, I have one here that just says the maps are good this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And I don't have, I don't have much, I don't have much on that other than I thought about, um, there is one map where Krom's sister is being attacked by assassins. And I think that that would work more as a defend map 
Uh, you defend for a certain amount of turns, and then they realize that they cannot break the line, and they retreat. Of course, defend maps are usually bad, so we're going to include a lot of cool loot if you actually press out and kill a bunch of enemies. It's always cool. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Um, I have one here with, I have one here that says gay marriage with a bunch of exclamation marks. Yes! <laughs> yes! And they can still have kids because we're on Mars. We're on Mars. Also, one thing that got to me was they, they added that in Fates, except you didn't get the kid units if you did that. And there were only two options, and they were version exclusives! <sighs> Which is truly wild. It was incredible how hard they fumbled the bag! <laughs> Uh, last thing, last thing, there still are, like, character portraits in cutscenes, but those cutscenes will be Max Payne-style cut, uh, portraits where they are pictures of the actors we have playing them in the FMVs. <laughs> <laughs> With their mouths just flapping open and closed. Yes. Oh my god. Anyway, I think that's pretty much it for my vision of the, of the Fire Emblem Awakening remake where we make it take place on Mars. <laughs> I would play Fire Emblem Reawakening. Yes! I would read Fire Emblem Awakening fanfic from this version. <laughs> I I feel I feel like I wouldn't change much about the writing, even though like Awakening's writing is kind of derided, but that's because it's like a cheesy kind of fun. <laughs> I did change one thing about the writing, and that was removing the Balm arc and putting the DLC in the main game. There we go. The bomb arc is just, like, one of those little anime bits from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's like, and then they went to bomb, and then they came back, and there yeah. was much rejoicing. Yeah, they, <laughs> they fought They fought Alm's great-great-grandson, and then they stopped. <laughs> On second thought, let's not go to bomb. Tis a silly place. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, there's, there's, there's outro stuff, right? Yes. Um... And we're gonna, I'll segue into the outro stuff by saying that this is the part where we'll listen to a friendship promo. And unlike Fire Emblem Awakening, I'm pretty sure this friendship promo is not 10 years old. <laughs> Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fan fiction writer. Claudia was a hard headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meaniness. Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie-eating contest, that's not why he left me. <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus-abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words Podcast, only on the Moonshot Network. Hey, Amy, thank you for being here today. Oh, <laughs> thank you for having me. It was, it was a blast to uh, try and figure out what we were going to do Within within less than 24 hours, uh, I sat in a voice call and I went, okay, what do we do? Oh, God, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and I got the most incredible ideas, and I'm glad how this turned out. Yeah. See, see, and see, here's the thing is that you prepping, like, a, a day beforehand is still more prep than we normally do. Really? Yeah. 
Sometimes it's very much as off the cuff. We show up on the call like, so here's this thing I like. Let me spend half an hour explaining it. And another half hour saying, now how do I fix it? I have no ideas. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope I did an okay job, like, explaining things about Fire Emblem throughout. You you did a great yeah. job. I think I think we got the gist. Mm-hmm. All right. Glad to hear it. And so where can you be found on the internet if you want to be found? Uh, I'm Gleaming Garmore pretty much everywhere, uh, except for Tumblr, where I'm washy pink, like the um, like the pink one from Q-Ranger. You know, the one that will never be adapted. Power Rangers is over. They Power Rangers is over, by the way. Also, they put, they put like an almost raptor in like one of the tabletop RPG books, which was weird. That is weird. D- d- have you heard the people saying that they thought J-Borg was going to become the raptor equivalent? No, why would they do that? Everything about J-Borg, uh, our reactions to J-Borg are hilarious, uh, because, like, she really is just a comic relief character, but everyone out here is like, oh my gosh, she's a human here, they're gonna adapt Zero One! Actually, I think it would be really funny if J-Borg was the transition into a Zero One American adaptation, but they, but uh, I'll be <laughs> honest, I think, I think that other than Power Rangers continuing to exist, we're at the, we're at the point where we could just dub things. Yeah! Uh-huh. Like we'll see how the writer strike uh, shakes out and go from there. Coming yeah. soon, zero one, the abridged series. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. You joke? I actually, I actually uh, while I'm plugging myself, I'm actually an editor for for uh, Marcosatsu on YouTube, and he's been working on zero one abridged for a little while now. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Anyway, um, Lindsay, where are you on internet? <laughs> I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476, that's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at sparkyupstart and on Instagram at sparkyyoungupstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at n-i-i-r-y-f-pod. Those are the letters for not if I reboot you first. And, I don't know, what's a, what's a noise that they make in Fire Emblem? Um, oh, great Aether! There you go. There you go. You could say you could say some like unhinged thing like uh, uh <clears throat> pick a god and pray. Wait, that's what that's from. Yeah, that's from Fire Emblem. That's a that's one of Frederick's creep. Oh my god! Oh dang. <laughs> yeah, no. Since since like since like the 3DS era, they've been giving everybody like one liners when they score crits. It's incredible. Um, there's this one character that I like and everybody hates and fates because she's like a, a super mass murderer or whatever, but she's like a fictional super mass murderer, so it's fine. So she's a girl boss. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's, she says, hold on, let me look up the parry crit quotes because they're good. They're good. Uh, she has such classics as, I'm feeling stabby and say goodbye to your intestines. <laughs> Sometimes when she levels up, she says, yay, violence. <laughs> <laughs> you love seeing a crazy stabby girl anyways anyways uh you can email us at not if i reboot you first at gmail.com or you can send us your comments critiques criticisms and your favorite uh fire rambling character for smash they should put hector in give us an axe guy <laughs> <laughs> That's also where you can send us your friendship promo, be it an audio clip or proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast, your YouTube, or your pro Edelgard TED Talk. 
Not If I Reboot You First is a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. As always, our cover art is by Alex Pierce, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by Sean Clake, whose contact info is available upon request. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional land of the Cree, Sultal, Assiniboine, and, and homeland of the Métis. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Tanner. Do you have any ideas for next week? Uh, next week, um, we're going to learn that sometimes if you want a job done right, you just have to foul it up yourself. Okay. Well, we'll find out what... Is this espionage? Is it an espionage? Are you doing an espionage? We're going back to uh, Supernatural Detectives. Okay, well, we'll find out about two brothers next week, (laughs) I'm assuming. (laughs) I'm not that much of a sadist, okay? Lindsay, Lindsay, we need, what if that's what we're playing once upon a time? What if we have our anniversaries, we start rebooting Supernatural? (laughs) Look, you're going to have to get our friend Jackie on here. Yeah, probably. Or Jensen Eccles himself, because apparently his goal now is to make Supernatural good. Oh, all right. Then. Did you know that the Winch? Do you know Winchester's was basically Jensen Ackles' fix Vic? Really? <laughs> yeah, he bankrolled in everything. Wow. That's why the other one tweeted at him and it was like a two brute. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, we'll find out the real thing Lindsay's rebooting next time, but not if we reboot you first. Bye.